This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Sherparks and Jack Fritz. And Beat puts up 51. Maxi puts up 35. Yeah. Uh, and Beat is now the front runner again to win the MVP. My by a own, lot. By a lot. My only thing is, I I hope he doesn't gun for it again. All right. I and I know that I know it's going to make you mad. I know it's going. Let me get it out. Let me okay. just get this All out. Right, go ahead. I'm very happy he's playing well. I think he's playing better than last year, and I I am appreciating him again because I don't think I'm ever going to see a player as talented as him. In the history of my, maybe of my lifetime. I agree. And I know I'm only 30, so it's a, you got a, some time. That's a pretty grim outlook. It'll be weird when you're like 70 and you're telling people like Embiid and your little kids like, eh, he wasn't a real player. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so all the Wilt stuff's going to come back to bite For me. For sure. Because I'll probably be hosting shows here yeah. and people will be like, this player's way better than Embiid. And I'm like, son. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about 2023 Joel's Joel Embiid. jumper, a mid-range jumper. <laughs> this guy doesn't hold a candle yeah. to, to the greatness of Joel Embiid. But my problem is, problem's probably a strong word, but my issue is that this is what happened last year, is that he gunned for it, tired in the postseason, and they crumbled again. Like, he does, I don't want the, I don't want the MVP to be his main priority this year. I just think you're connecting things that aren't there. Like, like you're you're taking last year and in this year to an extent. But and not like, just last year. He's gunned for the MVP for four straight years. He has, but, like, why does gunning for the MVP, why can't that also be stated as he's playing really hard during the regular season? Because I don't need him to play really hard in the regular season. Why? Because he's, he's, he's bigger. But what, he's but bigger what they've than done in the past has not worked. There, there has been no indication that playing him He went him for fewer, it last year. But, no, no, no. What I'm saying, there's been no indication that playing him fewer games in the regular season will keep him healthy in the playoffs, Right. As, like, it's well, been because, what yeah, seven the... years of the playoffs? He's hurt every year. Like sometimes it's he plays all the time. Sometimes he rests. Sometimes he goes in healthy. Sometimes he goes in hurts. Like at this point, I think you just have to just go all out and just see what happens. I like I think pl- managing minutes for the postseason, in my opinion, is a pointless game. Well, at least he's at least he is sitting a lot of fourth quarters. So, yeah. So that's important. I mean, he is averaging. Like Doc always said. I think he's averaging more points per more points than minutes played. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's scoring like 20 points in the first quarter, and then he's like almost at 40 by the end of every third. But it's not even about— it's How not many even... points do you think he could average if his sole intention was to average a ton of points? Well, he, already, he kind of does that already. I'm saying, you think he could average 40? Like, if he played in the fourth quarter? Uh, yeah. He, I think so, right? Yeah. Didn't Harden get 36 one year or something like that? He got pretty high. He got right? pretty high. Yeah. He got pretty high. But my thing with, with Embiid, it's not a, not all about playing hard, and, and I, think, I think that's important, and that's fine. But it's more about is he also 
trying to just score all the time but rather than, than getting other people involved well, in the game. he's passing it more than he ever has. Well, he had three assists in his 51-point game. He did, but he was also on fire. Like, I don't know. But he's also kind of been on fire. Like, we, we've, seen this, we've seen this in the regular season before, and then they get to the postseason and everything becomes stagnant. What was beginning me hope about, about the beginning of the season right. was that he was moving the ball better and, and it was not just Embiid go score. Like, we all know what regular season NBA basketball is to a certain extent. Yeah, it's with, different than the postseason. It slows down. And there's yeah. and there's not really game planning. There's not right. like, it's it should be easy for him to score on a lot of these guys. Now Gobert was impressive. Being able to score fifty one on Gobert and, and Cat, who's a loser. But yeah, like, he is a loser. But, I mean Gobert's a loser too, to be fair. For sure. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Really they just have such winter energy from Anthony Edwards. It over overtakes all of them. Speaking of Anthony Edwards, I was gonna bring that up later. But yeah. but do you see his post game quote? Yeah, that they could, they'll never lose because he's the most unstoppable player or something like that. What does that sound like? He's coming to six. He's going to be a six. Coming home, yeah. He's coming he's home. He's coming home. I mean, I don't think he's going to re-up in Minnesota. Well, like, he might and then request out. But I, I don't think he will spend his entire career in Minnesota. Indeed. Going to Team USA. Yep. It's all Anthony coming Edwards together. on Team USA. Would you trade Maxi straight up for him? In a heartbeat. Okay. I mean, I would too. I just wanted to make I sure. Said, I said uh, on the air yesterday, I did not agree. Very <laughs> defiantly. You know. But you would trade Embiid for him? No. I uh, said that I would rather have him than Tatum. I, I'm good with that take. I was in on Tatum, but I think Tatum is actually like starting to have more loser moments than people want to admit. All he does is go to conference finals and lose. He I feel like he gets hurt all the time too, like in big games. Well, he just has he just has those games where he drifts. Now yeah. he does have he does have game sevens where he scores fifty some. He does have that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean heading into the the but latter. To be fair, he did it against the Sixers. He did, and game six he did take over. Right. After only scoring six points in the yeah, first Yeah, the Sixers quarters. allowed him to let Exactly that right. He basically no-showed in game six, and the Sixers were like, we'll just no-show a little more. Yeah, hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll out-no-show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not letting you no-show to this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in B, like, it's, it's, I, I love the scoring. He's really impressive. It's just, is this, we've seen him do this before where it's like he goes, scores, sc- goes and scores all the time. Right. And we've seen it get stagnant in the postseason. And unfortunately for the Sixers, and unfortunately for you, and unfortunately for the listeners of this podcast, I am now back in postseason form. Okay. Where every every time I watch them, I think, is this good, good enough weeks. for the postseason? We need to record more often so we get a pod every once in a while where you're you're not in that mode. But all right, so here would be my my counter to that. I I agree that the best version of this team involves an Embiid that is passing the ball because he's very good at it and it gets other people involved. But don't get it twisted, like. I don't want him to be Jokic. Like I don't want him to turn into this guy that is like a you know essentially the point guard. Like uh-huh. I want him to I don't him think he be... ever will be though. No, but that's what I'm saying. So he has the ability to score in a way Jokic does not. He has an ability to take over a game as a scorer few players in the NBA have. So why get your point that you want him to get other people involved? I think he's shown this year he's willing to do that. And I also think having a head coach in Nick Nurse this year that come playoff time, you're right, where they're game planning more than they are now. Like, Embiid seems very willing to pass the ball. He seems very willing to listen to what Nick Nurse wants him to do. And I think come playoff time, if that's the way they have to go, I think he'll do it. He did it last year against the Nets when he had to do it. I know, but the Nets stink. No, but the point I'm making is I think Embiid is coachable and wants to listen. And I think now he is a better coach. But early early in this year, or this season so far, he's on a heater. Like, I don't, I don't want the ball out of his hands. I don't want him passing it to Tobias Harris. I want him, with the way he's shooting and the way he's dominating, I want him to have the ball as much as possible. So, um, and I think that's fine for the regular season. My, I guess my, my concern comes down to, is this sustainable? And I, I was, like, the, the Minnesota win. Like, if he's they, healthy, I think it is, though. In the Minnesota win, they dominate. Like, yeah. They dominated the best team in the West. I know people probably don't think they're the best team in the West, but... Record-wise. Well, and the best defensive team in the league. 
Nice. <laughs> they are. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, well, it matters when you when you talk about how well they play. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I guess I just. I mean, I've always I, been big on. You've defense. always been big you know on. That. That. Yeah, exactly. I know. So it's like you talking about uh, basketball defense was not something I was anticipating. Well, it helps my point. I know. Uh, but they dominated, and that's fine. It's just it was. I I don't know how sustainable. Like, if they don't get a a Herculean performance from Joel and Max doesn't score thirty five. No one else scored in double figures. But I think that's just how it's going to be. But like that's if you, not, you can't win. But you can win if, it, all right, I'll guarantee you this. If Embiid averages 51 points in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And Maxi averages, no, the point I'm making is if they're playing at the best of their ability, they can absolutely win this way. You don't need, I get your point about having a lot of people involved. And I think to an extent you're right. Like the way the Nuggets won their cheap fake ring is by having sure. a lot of people involved. And, like, so I get that point, and I do like the Sixers' depth this year. But ultimately, it is going to come down to, like, do Embiid and Maxi show up. So if you're going to get 80 combined points, remember, whatever it was, but what that if, is a winning formula. All right, so, like, what if a team, in the postseason I anticipate that someone's going to have a better plan to take out Tyrese Maxey? You know, not- but, but real quick, to, to just give Maxey some credit, the Timberwolves are the number one defense in the league. They have great defensive uh, perimeter players. He's faced teams recently with great defensive perimeter players, and he's done really well. And it's not to take anything away from that. I know it, it's not, not because I think I think Maxi. It was a good bounce back performance because I thought he kind of been slipping. And yeah. the three point, I agree. The three point numbers have slipped. I still hit him for five threes, so don't worry about it. Okay, good. I did take him for 30, 35, <laughs> and five threes. It's a good little ladder for you. Yeah, um, the Jack Fritz ladder of uh, gambling. <laughs> yes, exactly. 30, right. 35, and five threes. Exactly right. Because um, sometimes you got to feel it. You know. Well, what I mean? you can always tell when you don't fully. Not you, but like in general speaking, in me, like whenever you can always tell you don't fully believe in a player. Where if they have like three bad games, you're like, up oh, here we go. Yeah, but it's like also, he, we're still not, learning about Tyrese Maxey. That's what I mean. Like, I, as much as I believe in him, and he is probably the best player Embiid has ever had next to him, and I think the Timberwolves game showed, like, this is the best chance they have to win the title. But he does, I mean, he also has to prove in the postseason, too. Well, and it was impressive that they extended the lead against a good team and a good defense when yeah. Embiid was on the bench. Yeah. And it was, and it was a Maxey-led unit. So I think, that's, I think that's important. It was a good Maxey game. It's just... I, I, we know how postseason basketball works. 51 points is a lot of points. It is. And but he's just playing so well right now. He is. But it's also, it, it's kind of easy for him in the regular season. Like so who's, let me ask who's going to want to bat, who's, who's going to want to like really be physical with Joel in a regular season game? Like no one's really interested I, in doing I agree. that right That's now. a fair point. But let me ask you this. Is your concern that he'll be injured come playoff time? No. Or, so like, let's say the playoffs started today. I can't be worried about injury with him. Like I I, I can't. I agree. It's, it's unfair. wasting mental energy. It's unfair. Uh, yeah. But my point is, if the playoffs started today, do you think the way he's playing is good enough to take him? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 